Welcome to a D&D Candle Lab. Welcome to the D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast. With your hosts, Karen and Dan. Welcome to the D&D Character Lab, the show based around one thing we as players cannot resist. And that is compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Each week, we're bringing a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content, and then scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. It is then up to us to use our own personal charisma modifiers to convince the other that our baby is better. And, and in this case, that our fan's submission is better than the other person's fan submission. These are adopted babies. We didn't even make these. Are, these are adopted babies this week. Well, I feel like I'm already on vacation. Thank you. I didn't have to read that this time. <laughs> I did switch it up on you. I'm Dan. And I'm Garen. This week, we have a boatload of fan submissions for our Create Your Own Character Contest. And this was awesome. You guys did a wonderful job. We had to choose a character that was Wizards of the Coast official content only, had max HP, was level 10, multi-classing and feats were okay. We had to use the starting equipment we allowed some fudging to that as long as it didn't allow the character to be overpowered in any way they were due on valentine's day and backstory was encouraged yeah and i just wanted to take a moment to thank everybody who did make a submission we were overwhelmed with the volume of submissions and i really can't emphasize enough what garen had already said earlier which was this is extremely hard to choose just one (laughs) just based off of the quality of content that was submitted i think garen i think it's appropriate to say that we may be maybe unemployed here in a couple weeks based off of these submissions we got some pretty good creative people out there but rules are rules so let me introduce you to my character who is Tarvin Everhart, and he is one of the greatest jewelers in the land. He and his fiance, a tiefling woman named Passion, crafted the finest wedding rings anyone had ever seen. It was said that the beauty of the rings had come from the fact that they were crafted together in love, and that it was true. They grew wealthy and prosperous on the patronage of of marrying nobles, and crafted beautiful diamond rings for their own relatively modest wedding ceremony. Unfortunately for everyone, the queen of the air and darkness despises pure selfless love, and these humble jewelers who spread unadulterated love through the world were anathema to her. As Passion placed Tavern's wedding ring on his finger, the queen cursed it, turning the white diamond to black and forcing him in a pact with her. As the cleric concluded the ceremony, a veil of madness came over Tavern's sight, and he began firing off eldritch blasts in every direction at the cleric, into the temple pews, and even at his new wife. She got the worst of it and was pulled from the temple, barely alive. He was subdued by the temple guards and imprisoned to an insane asylum. As the madness began to fade, Tavern realized what he had done, but not why. It was then, and only then, that the queen, his new patron, sent a familiar to him in the form of a sprite, whose form and voice closely resembled passions. The sprite told him about the pact that he'd unwillingly entered into with the queen and helped him escape from the asylum. It explained tauntingly that the queen wanted him to wander through the world for the rest of his life, free to do anything but behold his love again. Tarvin refused to listen and sought passion out. She was recovering at her family's farm. When we saw her a short way off, the madness descended again. He began firing off eldritch blasts, and passion was rushed away from him, and and she would later enter into a warlock pact of her own to protect herself from further encounters with him. Coming to himself once again, alone in the farm, in ruins nearby... Tarvin realized that this would happen every time he saw Passion unless he found some way to break the pact between himself and the Queen of Air and Darkness. He's tried everything since then. First, he tried simply taking the ring off, but it reappeared on his finger, 
whenever he looked away. He tried prying the diamond from the ring, but this was hopeless. It was stuck on with magic. And in a dark moment, he even severed his, his ring finger. But when he looked away, howling in pain, both the ring and the finger regenerated. He's been to countless clerics and other holy men, unable to break the bond. Now he just hopes that somehow he can find the answer himself. He doesn't want more power. He just wants to give it all up so he can be with his wife again. That is, if she will ever take him back. So this is Tarvin Everhart, a level 10 uh, half-elf warlock. And this submission was made by Raydor Chronicler. So thank you so much for that submission. I love the backstory. I love the premise of this character. Super excited to bring it into the lab. Now, let me just say the backstory was more interesting than the things you wrote. But of course, Dan, you picked the longest one I could possibly imagine to read. That's the way you like to roll. It is the way I like to roll. But I, I really, you know, in all seriousness, great backstory. It was very good. Great job. Raydor, I hope that's your real name. That's awesome. Uh, my character, who will definitely be winning this episode, let me tell you about a little, a little boy named Cinder. He was born to a pair of retired heroes that traversed the elemental plane of fire for a great adventure, which infused them with the wild and unpredictable energies and caused Cinder to be born a fire ganasi. Now, growing up, his parents told him about all of their adventures, but he was always just more interested in finding new ways to cook potatoes. When he was a young man, a traveling restaurant came to his town, like a food truck, I, I suppose, awing and inspiring Cinder with their dragon steaks, rock eggs, Florentine, and particularly the strange cooked flatbread covered in tomato sauce and incredible toppings that they called pizza. To his parents' delight, Cinder decided to leave home and join the traveling restaurant as a wagon hand and busboy. The head chef took Cinder under his wing and taught him how to hunt the beasts, which they obtained the ingredients to make their livelihood. With his newfound talents and as a beast hunting ranger, Cinder worked his way up from busboy to sous chef. Upon hearing of Cinder's marvelous culinary feats and talent at creating this exotic pizza, the Archfey Orlin Orlinador, Orlinador, I'm just going to leave all that in, whisked him away to the Fey Wilds. Now, she had him as captive because she wanted him to make the pizza, and he made a deal with her that if she let him go, he would bring back all of the ingredients, mouthwatering, delicious, and exquisite that she had ever before tasted, and he would make her this pizza. And she bestowed upon him a ring, also a ring, just like yours, which is pretty wild, a perpetual ice, an arcane focus which allows him to channel a fraction of his power in order to ensure his triumphant return. His specialty pizza is extra cheese, dragon sausage, wild mushrooms, and grilled onions with fresh oregano on top. That sounds delicious. And Cinder Autumnloft is a ranger warlock, fire ganasi. He's chaotic good. He is a caravan specialist wagoneer, and he was submitted to us by Zeke Gonzalez. Great job, Zeke. I can't wait to bring you home the win in this episode because this character is awesome. Great backstory. I really enjoy that. These are just a couple of ring boys trying to fight it for their owners. The, the backstories that these two fans created really immersed me into how uh, they would feel in the game. But but you know what else does that for me? Cantrip candles. Cantrip there it candles is. are 100% soy candles designed for use with tabletop adventures like D&D and Pathfinder. They have a great selection of scents that smell like different locations in a fantasy world, taverns, bakery, even a mossy, damp chapel. Personally, I'm super into the library scriptorium scented candle because you can even smell hints of leather bindings and old handmade paper when you take a whiff. But to be honest, I got a sampler pack and they're all worth checking out. So if you're like us and you're not sure which one to pick, just get the sampler pack. They sell them for super cheap. And that way you can buy each one of those scents from the sample pack in their new 16 ounce candle size, which best of all, those 16 ounces come with a metal D20 and they don't even cost you a spell slot. So be sure to check them out. That's Cantrip Candles. And if you don't know how to spell Cantrip, you should not be playing D&D. 
Thank you, Dan and Cantrip Crandles, for our message. Now that we're heated up, let me serve you a pizza me. All right, we're jumping into our scoring of these two characters, and we're going to run down the rules by which we score them before we get into it. We're going to start with melee damage, then range damage, then burninating, which is magic damage, then in battlefield and other outside the battle control, overall tankiness, how well you can take a hit, how your ally assist is, overall balance of the character, the smooth operator, which is friendly charisma, ways of getting things done without causing a big problem, and spitting fire, which is doing it by causing a big problem, and finally the X factor, which we don't score, and that will be why you want to play these characters. So, hit us off with the melee, Garen, what do you got? Well, Cinder Autumnloft, now one of the things I really liked about this character, and I want to say too that it was so difficult to pick, some people did some really original fun things and Zeke really themed this character which was one of the deciding factors for me so he's got two pizza peels which are the short metal paddles that you put the pizza on like in a stone oven so these pizza peels which are functioning as sh short swords have a plus seven to hit one d6 plus three damage two attacks and fighting style two weapon fighting because he is dueling these babies up he can put two pizzas in the oven at the same time he can also cut you cut you up at the same time or he could use pizza cutters for the record we've also got stats on a pizza cutter so the pizza peels that is 36 potential damage on a round i'm gonna say this is an easy plus one i don't know we're level 10 i'm gonna give you a zero what do you think no i think this is a plus one all right yeah take your plus one he's got a couple of different weapons here he also has for the record a whip which is pretty great yeah, okay. Tarvin. I kept saying Tavern because it just sounds right. Tarvin has daggers, so I'm, I'm going to argue a minus one, plus six to hit, and they're dealing out a 1d4 plus two, but you can do that in your offhand, so I think it's a minus one. It's not nothing, but it's not something great. Okay, yes, you do have something. Not like on ranged, where I assume you don't have a ranged weapon, right? Well, I have a light crossbow. I'm also arguing a negative one here. Plus six to hit, 1d6 plus two damage. That's it. I'm just going to keep moving. I'm, I'm going to take that minus one. What do you have for ranged? I got a longbow. Two attacks. So that's a 1d8 plus three, potential 22 damage. I think that's worthy of at least a one on ranged. Sure. You can take your one. Oh, man. I'm crushing you. Zeke. Zeke, I'm coming for you, buddy. I got the win. <laughs> I can feel it already. Well, how are you doing in magic damage? Okay. Here's another thing I liked about Cinder is that his spells are all shaped around being able to gather ingredients and make pizzas. So that being said... Not a ton of burninating damage here, but we definitely have some things worth mentioning. Mm -hmm. Got burning hands. Also, Zeke, your boy's not doing you any justice here in this one. I feel I feel a strong negative one coming. No, 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 no. And a lot of got papers being flipped. Zeke's got a lot of notes for me. Also got Eldritch Blast with the Agonizing Blast on top of it. Frostbite. Shadow Blade and Mind Spike. You want me to read those puppies to you? You're going to love this. Mind Spike is a wisdom save or take 3d8 psychic damage. On a failed save, you also know the target's location until the spell ends. So that's a little bit of control as well. But that's a cool spell. I really sounds like that. Like, I never really yeah, kind of got like into you, that. Sounds like you just learned what it was right now. So that's pretty cool. So I printed it out because I loved it. I wanted to read it to you. <laughs> Shadow Blade. Uh, right, so you're, I'm bringing you're a what? I got a lot of different stuff. I've got that repelling blast, or I've got that agonizing blast on the Eldritch Blast, and you can pop that off that cantrip all you want. I think for a level eight, this is a plus two. No, you get a plus one. I, are, why, why isn't this a plus two? Some of those spells that you that you rattled off there, while well, you're like, oh, I got this one and this one and this one. You want to hear about it? I'm only going to tell you about one of them. They really didn't deal out that much damage if you look at them. 3d8, 
that one, decent. that one, that one's 3d8. Yeah, the one you read. I was gonna read you another one, but you got all you got all uppity and cut me off. All right, so you can take that plus one, and I'm gonna tell you why I should get a plus two. I got that Eldritch Blast, which you know for me is plus nine to hit, one d10 plus five. You have a, how do you have a plus five to that? Because Agonizing Blast as your Charisma modifier to the damage. You have a 20 on Charisma? That's correct. Don't oh. worry, we'll get to that in balance. That's why that's definitely gonna be a plus two. I also have Thunderstep. That's one thing. I have one. I have Thunderstep, which allows me to teleport myself to an unoccupied space that I can see within range. Immediately after I disappear, a thunderous boom sounds, and each creature within 10 feet of the space you left must make a con saving throw, otherwise taking 3d10 thunder damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. The thunder can be heard from up to 300 feet away, and of course, you can up this spell's damage uh, if you cast it at a higher level. We haven't ever covered that spell in this show, and I absolutely love it. But anyway, this is an easy plus two. I love Mind Spike, but you just shat all over that. that. You've only read two things. How many spell slots do you have? What, I mean, what's going on here? Tell me about it. The Eldritch Blast is dealing out 15 damage, and this could potentially deal out 30 damage to everyone within a 10-foot radius So you only have two spells, so that's a plus one. Be honest with yourself. That's okay, a plus, plus one. Okay, plus one, but they're great spells. Thank you. I'm going hard because I'm going for Zeke. This isn't my pride. Yeah, this is no, Zeke, no, that's buddy. fine. That's fine. I'm going to go for a plus two in control, and here's why. I've got Repelling Blast, which on a hit with Eldritch Blast, I can move my foe 10 feet in a straight line. I have Misty Escape, so when I take damage, I can use my reaction to turn invisible and teleport up to 60 feet to an un unoccupied space I can see. I remain invisible until the start of my next turn or until I attack or cast a spell. Beguiling Defense, I'm immune to being charmed. Uh, and when another creature attempts to charm me, I can use my reaction to attempt to turn the charm back on the creature, which I think is cool. The creature must succeed on a wisdom saving throw uh, against my warlock spell save DC or be charmed by me, by me for one minute. I also have Thunderstep, which I mentioned allows me to teleport and also dominate beast. It's an easy plus two. Yeah. Part of the reason that I picked Tarvin is because he was control heavy and he, I guess old Rador Chronicler knew that that I like control heavy characters. I'm going to make you roll for this with your plus 5 to charisma. No problem. Ridiculous. No problem. You're going to mess this up. You're not even going to get a 12. Yeah, I rolled a 17, so that's a 22 modified. Thank you. Take it. I'm taking a plus 1 on control. Wow. I got that mind spike. I got locate animals or plants, so I'm going to track them down. That's part of my making pizza right there. I got the frostbite cantrip, which gives disadvantage on the next attack when it lands and they fail to save. I have got find familiar, which is part of my control because you know what Cinder's familiar is when he when he brings it out. What it looks like a super fat little baby pig, just the juiciest little baby pig you've ever seen. For and Canadian bacon, was making Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, because he uses it as bait. That's how he hunts down the monsters that he's going for. Now, buddy, uh, Zeke, I didn't see anywhere where you listed what this fine familiar would be, but that sounds perfect to me for what Cinder's doing. Oh, so you're full of it. Okay, got it. Well, he's got fine familiar. He just didn't He didn't designate a form, and this is what this form would be. This is a team effort right here. I'm working with Zeke to bring this win. Hunter Sense. These are my Monster Slayer traits from being a, a Monster Slayer Ranger. I know how to hunt a beast. I can take a moment and I can learn its weaknesses. You know that one where you take a moment to analyze it, then you learn its weaknesses. Also, as a slayer's prey, you deal additional damage to it. So once you lock it down, you're able to bring it down fast. And if I need anything else to push me over the top, I got passed without a trace. And you know how that spell works. Sure. That's a plus one, obviously. Sure. Okay, take your plus one. Thank and you. Then, and then tell me how tanky you is. I am pretty tanky because I have got... Well... AC of 14. Not great, but I'm wearing leathers. I'm a hunter. I'm not going to be wearing, walking around in armor. But I do have armor of Agathis if I need it. 
Also, 102 hit points, pretty decent. Cure wounds. And I've got fire resistance because I am a fire ganasi, so I get resistance to all fire damage. What are you arguing? That's a one. No, that's a zero. Why? Because I'm going to tell you what a one is. AC of 15, 110 HP, and I can cast mage armor at will. At will? At will. It's one of my eldritch invocations, friendo. Ah, your invocations. Of course, of course. All right, so I will, uh, I'm going to take my plus one, you take your zero, and I'm going to tell you how I help my friends, which I'm arguing a plus one. I have fly, okay? And I also no. have, yeah, oh, listen, let me tell you why fly is going to work. Flying is cool, but it doesn't really help your friends. Let, let me tell you something. My friend is being held in a hold person spell over there. I cast fly on him, and I'm like, oh, no, you are not going to be held anymore by this terrible human that is doing this to you or whoever is doing it to you. Maybe it's a variant human. I don't know. I'm oh, good fly story. You away. I'm going to fly you away from the range of that spell, and you are no longer being held. It's great. Great way to help friends. I also have command. So if somebody's, somebody say maybe somebody's attacking one of my friends, I can command that person to be like, slide to the left. Slide to the right. Okay, so you Chris get to say crawls. one word. You and they, only get and to if say they don't do word. it, they get hurt. So that helps my friends. And I also have the spell Seeming, which allows me to change the appearance of any number of creatures that I can see within range. I give this target a new illusory appearance, and an unwilling target can make a charisma saving throw if it succeeds, if it, it's unaffected by the spell. But most important thing is willing creatures, I can basically change their appearance. So like, say one of my friends is like, oh, I can't go into that tavern. Like I murdered someone in there. I, it's not gonna be good. No problem, dude. I'm gonna put the best looking hat on you and a mustache, some sweet cufflinks. People are gonna think that you are the proprietor of this place. No questions asked. Sir, what? can I see the deed to this place? I got my forgery kit. I'm going to put that together. And I'm gonna put do you really have a deed. forgery kit? Let me see if I do. I have jeweler's tools. So, you know. Nope. No forgery. Oh, you lost points on the forgery kit. So at level 10, I might have one. Do you, though? No. Nope. No. What are you arguing? Plus one. Nah, that's a zero because you didn't have a forgery kit. Oh, what do you have? How do you help your friends? I have got cure wounds, protection from good and evil, pass without a trace. I have got speak with animals, which can be very helpful to my friends, especially if they have a pet that they've never gotten to really, you know, connect with. And that's, uh, where, your, that's where your list ends? or I also have my background as a wagon master from being out on the road so much, you know, with my food truck. And I can always discern the most defensible locations for camping. So that is actually a really cool thing that we've never brought up before, which I think is uh, very helpful when you're out there in a dangerous wasteland or forest and you want to know where to bed down. This boy's what got you, you covered. What are you arguing? That's a plus one. Huh. Uh, you're going to roll. All right, I'm going to make this roll. I've only got a plus two, but I'm going to get that 15 or better. This is for you, Zeke. Here we go. Rolled an 18. Uh, yes. I am sorry, Raydor Chronicler. I tried. I thought that would be a good one to use it on. All right, that's fine. Tell me, how balanced is, is your pizza boy? I think he's very balanced. This is not a overpowered character by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, this is a strength of 12, dex of 16, con of 10, intelligence of 12, wisdom of 14, and charisma of 14. He's using both the wisdom and the charisma spellcasting modifier. He has proficiency in six things. Animal handling, athletics, investigation, medicine, nature, and survival. All very themed around hunting and making pizza, which is another way he helps his friends. He makes pizza for them. That I, should have I been was, an easy plus, too. I oh, was, how did I, I screw that up? I was hoping. Oh. 
I was hoping you'd figure that out. I uh, what had is, that. What is, what is your spell save DC? My spell save DC is a 14. And a spell attack bonus of? Six. All right. And what are you arguing as far as balance? One. No, zero. Why zero? zero? All right. I'm going to tell you why. Very it, I, balanced. I, nah, 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 nah. Not All right, optimized. what do you got? Let's run through this. Strength of eight. The word need. is balanced for the record. Balanced Strength. and optimized, different things. Strength of eight. Don't need it. Dex of 14, con of 16, intelligence of 10, wisdom of 12, charisma of 20. Proficiency in deception with a plus 9, insight with a plus 5, intimidation with a plus 9, plus 5 on perception, plus 9 on persuasion, plus 6 on stealth. Plus 9 on all spell attacks, and my spell save DC is 17. Plus 2. Ooh, that is dirty. You think you get a plus 2 and I get a 0? Yeah. No, this is a one, if anything. This is not a zero. This is a balanced character. You have an optimized character. Apples okay. and oranges, my friend. Then I'm taking I'm taking the plus two. You get the one. Are you smooth? I'm very smooth. I can levitate at will without using a spell slot. I can disguise myself at will without using a spell slot. I have the friend spell. I have the minor illusion spell. I have prestidigitation. I have dominate beast. I have charm monster. I have greater invisibility. I also have a plus six to stealth, a plus nine to persuasion, and uh, a plus five to insight, and a plus nine to deception. That's, Extremely smooth, That's really freaking smooth. This dude is just like lamenting for his loss, and he's like, ay, está llorando mi corazón, and he's, you know, smooth as can be. Like when he speaks Spanish, which by the way, Rador Tarvin speaks Spanish. It doesn't list that, but he, he does. He's, he's just so smooth that everybody's like, oh man, that's like smoother than the nicest guacamole. But so he's really distraught and sad, but he's also very smooth. That that whole character thing didn't really click for me, but okay. You gave me the plus two. I did. Well, what are you, you at? Just, you just confused me in your in your thematic portrayal. <laughs> I've got devil sight. I can see in uh, magical and non-magical darkness up to 120 feet. I have produce flame, which I think is smooth just cool just on a cool factor just pop it up in your hand that's always impressive to to a common idiot i have got speak with animals pass without a trace zone of truth locate animals and plants zone of truth I, is zone of truth is extremely aggressive not gonna be used here <laughs> that's so aggressive <laughs> i love zone of truth i'm gonna use it again uh i have got <laughs> and i've got shadow blade which is technically some burninating, but here, just just check this out, though. For Christ's sake, can you make some show notes? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I put this here on purpose. 2d6 psychic damage attack with a blade. It also has the finesse, light, and throne properties. In addition, if I use the sword attack on a target that is in dim light or darkness, I roll the attack with advantage. So I can see in magical and now magical darkness up to 120 feet. And I've got this shadow blade, which I can attack with advantage. That's straight up assassinating that monster to get those choice cuts of meats to sprinkle on my meat lover's pizza. <laughs> what are you arguing? I'm also a medic, which is very smooth for getting things done. That <laughs> really pizza, eases the a situation. Well, you un you have to understand the body if you're going to be, you know, kind of a chef and a cook. You understand how things are put together. Pizza I mends cannot... a broken heart. They're, that's the truth. I'm mending up to six willing beasts in a short rest. That's one hour to mend six broken hearts. I'm arguing a one. Man, this was really where I saw some daylight between you and I, but you had some good arguments there, even though you didn't have much to work with. You get your plus one. Thank you. How? Tell me how aggressive you are. Zone of truth. <laughs> All did, right. Oh, did, did, did you want more? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to say Zone of Truth, Hex, and Armor of Agathis are all pretty cool things for Yeah, Armor of Agathis is like, would require somebody to attack you in order to be cool, though. No, well, it just pops up. I mean, it's still going to have a visual effect. Yeah. It's this really <laughs> demonic armor that appears all over your body. So then you're just challenging people. Now, also, I can throw a hex on somebody as a bonus action. It does a little bit of necrotic damage. But also, I choose one ability when I cast the spell, and they have disadvantage on ability checks with that ability while the spell is on them. Mm. And I can what maintain that on them for up to arguing? an hour. Throw it on their wisdom, their charisma. Yeah. I think this is at least a one. No. I'm not even gonna I'm no. not even gonna go through so, the moon on a two. No. This is a one. No, so no. I'm gonna show you what a two is. We're gonna we're not no, a two. because it you're you're a zero. So I have command it's a one. No. I have command, dominate person, dream, hold monster. I have a plus nine to intimidation. Yeah, that was the other thing. I have this uh this crystal wedding ring that looks all sorts of creepy, and I've got this like necrotic gross finger that regenerated so uh, I, I'm I'm going with an easy plus two. You can take a zero because in comparison, that is just that's just gross. That's not intimidating. Oh man, when when you see that like, well, I'm like prepping my Eldritch Blast and I'm like telling you to do something, or I'm like making one of your friends dream about something like extremely graphic. You just see this like gnarly finger like prepping, and I'm like yeah 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 yeah. Plus two. Listen to this though. Oh, you're still refining your argument. Good. Yeah, good. because I'm not backing down on this one. I got more if I need to convince you. I got more. My signature pizza has dragon sausage on it. That is intimidating. Without That's that Putin intimidation we talked about before. You throw out a pizza with dragon sausage on it, that says something about who you are to make that pizza. You outsource yours from the market. We all know that. No, I am all about this. And I, I, I know I, that the Faerun Department of Agriculture has investigated if that is truly dragon sausage, and they found out that it's really just horse meat. It is dragon horse at least. Dragon and horse. You know what? It's definitely a dragon horse. Just because you killed your wife doesn't make you intimidating. That makes you a sad, broken little man. Cinder Autumnloft is constantly on fire as a fire ganasi. That's intimidating. <laughs> oh. plus one you can take no, your plus I... two all right fine you get you get your plus one only because he's on fire all the time you you took that one out for out of nowhere you saved your hide so i didn't save anybody's one. hide i i earned zeke these points on a fantastic character your character was great too and i know you don't keep track of the score because you're a dum-dum but it's eight to eight another tie here in the lab oh. but this one will not go down as a tie we because we have that. to have a winner yeah we got to do justice to these characters someone has to win and so i'm proposing a no modified roll off you got it so we're rolling a d20 higher highest roll wins i pledge my 100 percent honesty that no matter what happens here on a radio format i am going to tell you exactly what this die says yeah that's usually how that works <laughs> are you are you making the pledge yeah absolutely can i trust you yeah all right, Radar. Here it is. Here we go. I rolled an 18. I rolled a 5. Ah. Radar, you did it, man. Very deserving. Uh. But I have to say, congratulations to both because these were fantastic characters. I, I really enjoyed playing these guys, reading about them. Yeah, me too. Great job, guys. Sorry, Zeke, man. I, I was sitting here despondent for a moment. I had to get back in the game to finish our episode here. But I tried for you, bud. And Radar, congratulations. 
thank you to everybody who submitted. I wish we could give everybody a prize. And if we ever do this again, I mean, I just loved the creativity. I love the effort you guys put into this. So I really wish, I really wish we could uh, appreciate you more, but trust me, we really did. We enjoy, we read every one of these. Well, and again, congratulations to Rador. You win a copy of Xanathar's Lost Notes to everything else, courtesy of one of the guild adepts himself, Rudy Rutenberg. And do not worry, Zeke. You do not go empty-handed. We have one copy of... An Adventures League adventure, also courtesy of Rudy Rutenberg. Yes. So uh, we wanted to take a quick few moments to let you know what's coming out of the lab coming up here. Uh, as always, we've got some fresh math coming out. We have our PDF that was released this month for $1. It's disease spells called Microbes of Malice. There, that's available over on DM's Guild. Give it, a, give it a look. The link is in the episode description. We're super excited to announce today that uh, starting March 1st, we are going to be launching a Patreon. So if you guys are looking uh, for great ways to support our show, if you enjoy listening to us, please stay tuned uh, next week. We're going to give you some more specific details on that. And if in the interim, you're looking for a great way to support the show, uh, we have some shirts available on Spreadshirt. The link for that is also in the episode description. Uh, we basically have min-max shirts where uh, each of the abilities are on there and they're either maxed out or in the minimum in both of the box formats that people argue about till the till the cows come home uh, and then next week we will be featuring some tavern brawlers i'm super excited about this uh they're customized out of the remarkable inns and their drinks from loresmith it's a new supplement from uh loresmith we also have five copies of this supplement to give away to you our listeners courtesy of loresmith super cool of them to do that so please be active on our social media to get the 411 on that. Yes, follow our Twitter. We are going to be doing a giveaway starting today, the day this episode releases on the 21st, through the next week till the episode premieres. Four remarkable ends. Five PDF copies go to this. I read the whole book, and it was awesome. You'll really appreciate it. So great stuff coming up, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Rudy Rutenberg for the sweet giveaways for our episode today. If you have not checked out Xanathar's Lost Notes to everything else, get on the DMs Guild. It's got a boatload of new content and subclasses for your fifth edition game. It's a steal of 20 bucks. And they also have print copies of it now, too, if you want to get one of those. That's it for this week, Lab Rats. And just remember, it does not have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. Thanks for listening, guys. production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.